0: Seed in A&P, an audio podcast series dedicated to the sharing of ideas, best practices, teaching tips, educational solutions, and other exciting topics in anatomy and physiology. That's quite a bit. I'm Valerie Kramer, the marketing manager for AMP here at McGraw-Hill, and I am excited today that I actually have someone in person in the studio, a local instructor for anatomy and physiology, Molly Scheel. Hello. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. It always is- good to come down to HQ. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And Molly has been on the podcast before, right? I have.
1: Yes. In the very beginning stages, I recorded um, a couple of the earlier podcasts. Yep. And you even
0: asked the question your first interview.
1: Yes. So, you know, I always love coming down here to HQ. You guys ask uh, a lot of us local instructors, which is great. And I love to participate in whatever it, whatever you guys throw at us. and. Before we recorded the first podcast, I was, they said, Oh, do you have any questions? And I said, Yeah, what's a podcast? <laughs> you know, sorry, folks. I'm not that person with earbuds in. You know, I get it the old fashioned way on the radio in my car. So um, I'm new to this whole tech thing, still kind of new. I've listened to this podcast series, and uh, we'll say I've upgraded to the NPR app now so I can get yes. some of those podcasts as well. And you can listen to it in your car if you so want to. So I'm, I'm up in my game. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> okay, so Molly is
0: really good. And I actually, when I first started in the AMP discipline, I went to one of Molly's class. She did. And the first thing I noticed was, wow, she really
1: engages her students. And yep, you were not going to get to be a fly on the back of that wall. Yes, we she... absolutely handed Valerie here the worksheets. She joined a group and they <laughs> made her participate.
0: Yes, it was actually really a lot of fun. It was. So I asked her to be here today to talk a little bit about motivating her students, keeping them engaged. But first, tell us a little bit about your background in case we have listeners who didn't hear your first podcast.
1: Sure. So I'm a full-time science instructor at Northeast Iowa Community College here in Piasta, Iowa, just outside of Dubuque, where... McGraw Hill headquarters is located and I've been out there now 11 years already. I don't know how that went so fast, but um, I teach primarily anatomy and physiology and just starting this last year I've gone into all three delivery methods. So we've got the traditional face-to-face where I get to see those students two to three times a week. We've got the hybrid where I see them once a week and then the rest of the time online. And then new this year, all online so i may never see these students face to face um, or have that in-person contact and we're doing a lot more electronic communication wow so at least it's changed a little bit you haven't done the same thing for 11 years oh yeah definitely don't even do the same thing from monday to tuesday so every class is different and so when you recognize that you can't roll over content you can't roll over activities that's again kind of part of what we're talking about today keeping them engaged keeping them motivated is to keep myself engaged and keep myself motivated and moving forward in the discipline and in teaching in general. So the students know that it's not a stale activity that I've done 10 times before. This is new. This is for them. This is designed um, intentionally for their success. Um, And they're not being compared to other groups of students, past, present, or future.
0: Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, Great way to think about it. So, there's a lot of complacency in A&P just because there's just so much content and it's a lot to learn and there's all these tools out there. But there what is what are some things that first come to mind? What are what's the first tip that you would recommend? You've mentioned kind of not striving always for perfection.
1: Right. And so when you think about A&P, there is the book is massive, the amount of content is huge and if the student has this mentality that, the, that they're expected to know it all, everything's equally important, they're just not going to be successful. And so right away, thinking about how to make the content manageable and really teaching them from day one how to master content without this idea of memorization and perfection. Because we're not perfect, You know, acknowledging my own flaws or my own struggles in learning has been huge. So saying, hey, guess what? I had to study this weekend because I'm not an expert in this topic. Or you guys ask a really good clinical question. I legitly don't know the answer right now. Let me take it back. And knowing and modeling that behavior that I don't expect perfection. I expect to see what they legitimately can do. I expect hard work. I expect practice and then assessment. And I'm going to model that same behavior for them that I don't want to see. I mean, it would be great to see 100% across the board. Mm -hmm. But each of them is different individuals. They pick up on different pieces of content. And learning how to organize that content and prioritize that in content is just as important. Well, and
0: it kind of brings you to their level so you can understand each other.
1: Well, and it's, it's a team. It's not them trying to defeat me the instructor. It's us working collaboratively to do what the college has asked us to do and to, you know, give them what they paid for in forms of tuition, right? They didn't pay to defeat me. They paid to work with me and move mm-hmm. forward.
0: Yes. And Great so perspective.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's not us versus them. It's just us. Yes. Good. And another thing
0: you talked about is rewarding successes.
1: Yes. So a student can easily get discouraged, right? They, they don't do well in a certain section or they're coming in with preconceptions about what they can or cannot do. Um, so, for example, you hear a lot of students say, I'm not good at test taking. I mean, it's what we hear. And OK, well, you didn't get a zero. What did you do well? find a success no matter how big how small and share that with the student so maybe it's hey you've improved from exam one to exam two great or you're very active in your participation with partners or you're good with multiple lab partners you are the flexible person you're the adaptation person you have a unique perspective or um, just finding them or leaving them feedback on a written question leaving them feedback after class, just like, hey, can you stay for two extra seconds and just be like, thanks for being the lead person, or thanks for being brave enough to say, I don't know if this is right, but I'm going to give it a try. Mm-hmm. Your successes can be from modeling good behavior to getting correct answers. Every student is doing something correctly. And you need to find those and share with them and tell them that, you know, hey, I acknowledge this. You're doing well here. This is how you learn. Let's see if we can adapt this skill set to another part of the class, right? A lot mm-hmm. of students say, I love lab, but the lecture part's really tough. All right, let's work together on that. Um, and again, finding something that they can hold on to and say, yep, that's mine, that's what I'm good at, that's a success, it's a win. And some days they just, they need to hear it. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's more personalized versus saying to the entire class,
0: good job, everyone.
1: Right, yeah, because I think when you offer really broad comments in class, that's fine. But when a student feels like they've been individually recognized for something positive, not just something negative, it's huge. A couple years ago, I was looking at all the emails that I send out. And, and when I first started teaching online, it realized that a lot of the electronic communication I sent was negative. It was, hey, you missed this assignment. Or, hey, you know, you haven't been logging in a whole lot. Or maybe you can spell check some more. Well, that got to be really negative. And I looked at my classes and I was like, I don't think this is going very well. You know, Mm -hmm. it just didn't feel like my perspective was in the right vein. And so I sat down and I thought, what can I do? And I said, you know what? I don't tell these online students anything good. Mm -hmm. And, And it wasn't intentional, but it was just, it's so much easier. It's so much more what we default look for are the, what were the most missed questions, right? right? Let's think about in Connect. We have a most missed report. I've always asked for the best questions. What didn't they miss? Uh-huh. Don't give me the top five. Give me the bottom five so I can see what they're really doing well and how I can springboard from that. Mm-hmm. And so I started running different reports. I started looking at the gradebook a little bit differently. And so then it was, hey, you got your first 10 out of 10. And I'd send that message. Or at the end of the semester, I started tracking perfect attendance. And I would message those people and say, thank you. That really means a lot that you valued your my time and your time together to come every single week. And they started to be like, Wow, you noticed. Yup. Uh-huh. And the beauty of technology is that you can just run these reports, you can run these filters. So you know, maybe they get three perfect assignments in a row. Super. Maybe they do the second or third attempt on their connect assignment. That's a really good behavior to reinforce. Mm-hmm. Just send it out. It takes a few extra minutes. It really does. It takes some time. So if you have these huge classes, I was just gonna. I say. get it. I mm-hmm. get it. I know that my learners are in groups of twenty-five, so it's manageable. Um, but the payoff for them to be like she noticed Mm -hmm. or that's awesome or when you recognize them for to be a speaker or just anything at all be thank you for your bravery thank you for speaking up great for demonstrating that yeah we got it wrong but what's next showing us that somebody has to go first and that I think has been motivating to me as the professor to see that There are always going to be more successes than failures. Mm -hmm. And to focus on the good and not the negative. The negative is such the easier default. And we all fall into it, and students fall into it. But if you start modeling that and you're giving them that positive feedback, they're going to respond and and give you more. Mm -hmm. So did
0: you experience this as a student when you were at Iowa State? Do you kind of reflect on some of those experiences
1: you had? I do remember the instructors that knew my name. And knew me as an individual and not just somebody in the lecture hall. And so you had more meaningful connections. You wanted to, I guess, impress that instructor. You wanted to, you know, make sure that, oh, gosh, they know who I am. Uh uh-huh. yes. I can't get an F. You know, like, <laughs> I need to really make them proud. Just like you want to make your parents proud and your spouse proud and your kids proud. And so that, again, that individualization is so important. And it was imprinted on me, yeah, at Iowa State, and then again at grad school. So there's professors that focused on the negative, and there were professors who said, hey, you all have this strength, let's evaluate why. Um, You did well in muscles and bones, what's the background, what's the, you know, why did you do well here, and how can we, again, apply that at the class level? And maybe they didn't say that, you know, in the class or as the teacher, but in grad school, you had that mentoring role. You know, I had beautiful mentors that shared behind the scenes. How were they assessing their teaching? How were they assessing the learning? And then how did they adapt to it? And so, like I said, when we started, you don't just roll stuff over. Every single student in every single section is totally different. And if I'm not changing and modeling that behavior, why should they?
0: Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And
1: it leads into kind of your fifth tip of
0: really looking back and self-reflection and yeah. building their confidence. How, how does that work? How do, how do you see that in your students after giving well, that positive feedback?
1: I, at the end of the semester, want the student to evaluate themselves just as much as I want them to evaluate the course. Their success or their failure at the end of the semester wasn't about me. It wasn't because of me. It wasn't because I gave great lectures. It wasn't. It's because they put in the hard work. Because they stayed up late. Because they took notes. They colored the diagrams. And I really want them to take ownership of that. Don't discount it. Don't try to pass it off to me and and share it with me. I, I appreciate that. But I didn't do it. They did it. And having them reflect upon that and see that It wasn't perfection, but it was a process. And they worked from day one and they found where they could be successful, where they could maybe hit a a hurdle and overcome that. And so they're learning not just the content, but they're learning these skills to be good learners. And as they grew their confidence, they grew their scores and they grew their motivation. And all of that comes from a stronger place within them, and I just reinforced it externally.
0: Yes, all about
1: progress. It is. It absolutely is.
0: Yes. Okay, so switch gears a little bit. What is your favorite part of your job?
1: Wow. Um, I like the freshness of coming up with those new activities or assessing what happened, what was successful and what wasn't, and then changing it up for either another class or just even – Seeing how two different groups of learners can even engage with the same activity,
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: so different. And and I really like that feedback rep- feedback part. Um, my favorite part of Connect is the reports, and I know that's so dorky, so <laughs> nerdy of me to say that, but it is. I don't want to make assumptions that what I did um, led to these great results. It's it, it's not. It's What are the students doing? How are they using the tools that we're putting in front of them? And then evaluating their effectiveness. Mm -hmm. So just opportunity.
0: Yes. Oh, that's fun. And so even talking about tools and motivation, sometimes instructors will just think, well, to engage my students, I really just have to get these really fancy, great tools. But really what you told us with these five tips of – not being perfect, collaborating, yeah. celebrating successes, and giving personal attention, and building confidence. Mm-hmm. It's really not about what
1: you're using, but how you are applying it. And really giving that student the individual freedom to to do what they want to do. So I am not the person with a 20 checkoff rubric. I'm not that person. I set the expectation. I set the intention. And the students can take it from there. Like I said earlier, this was our first year of online labs and I thought, oh, how do you get all those directions? How do you, you know, replicate that in person? And I thought, well, you don't stand at every lab group and check off every structure. You give those students this opportunity and then it's up to them to run with it. If you see a group modeling really great practice behavior, They're quizzing each other. They're starting from top to bottom. Then they're mixing up their words, trying it again. You reward that. They're internally motivated to learn and practice, and they're sharing that with the group. You need to translate that into the online experience, too. Mm -hmm. So don't sit there and, you know, I personally don't list all these sets of directions. It's, again, I expect you to know this content. This is what we're being asked to assess you on. Take it from there. And I've gotten such a spectrum of labs, beautiful PowerPoints, videos. This was my favorite, right? Mm-hmm. For the muscle unit, somebody just turned on their webcam and did a head to toe video. And they talked about the actions and, you know, sharing with me just like they would you and I sitting across from each other. It was fantastic. But had I put more constraints, I wouldn't have gotten that. Mm-hmm. Or had I put, Those higher expectations, I would have lost some of those maybe shyer students or those students who maybe communicate better in a static image. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: it's been really exciting to just see and let students be themselves. You know, show me what you can do. Show me how far you can go. And then know that there's a place, there's always a place for a question. There's always the safe space for them to be like, and this is as far as I got. But now I'm stuck. Where do I go from here? Where, you know, come come to me, Molly, and uh, and help me finish. Uh-huh. And that's been fantastic.
0: Yes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, and you stay engaged and motivated, too. I do. So it's a win-win no matter I do. all the way around.
1: Because, again, it's not one size fits all. It's, it's learning. It's mm-hmm. teaching. It's one-on-one no matter what your class size is.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Well, is
1: there anything else you want to leave us with? Ooh, I don't know ah the motivating part for me and that and that word is just always remember you're a day ahead of where you were yesterday you know and and it's okay and you'll go further tomorrow and even if you don't go forward you've still earned the progress that you've made and so be proud of that and use things as motivation not as excuses yes and uh, keep that positive mindset
0: well, I feel like I just left a yoga class with those positive words. So, <laughs>
1: Well, that's the muscle
0: unit. Yes. We gate. So you can come back for that class anytime. <laughs> awesome. Well, Molly, thank you so much Absolutely. for being with us. And again, this is Succeed in a If you have any ideas for the show, please reach out. My email is Valerie.Kramer at MHEducation.com. And we would love to hear from you. Find us on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.